this, we have the long-awaited matchup all the way from from February and March where we're getting ready for this. And here we are. It is the World Series. I am Mike Oz. And I am Chris Swick. And this is the StuPod. We are uh, talking talking about the World Series. Another one of our StuPod extras, a quick one. Chris, we're going to break down some, uh, some of the big storylines in the series and... Uh, you know, we're getting ready for what I think is going to be a fun one and the fact that, you know, these are two teams that in a lot of people's lifetimes haven't won the World Series. Not uh, not mine. Are you – I'm not sure which year you – how – what year you were born. No, I, I, have, I have not seen either team win a World Series okay. ever. Okay. They were – they both won the World Series when I was a little kid. So they're kind of two of the um, two of the teams that I remember when I was little being like, oh, those, those teams must be good because they won the World Series. You know, in 80, 85, right. the Royals and the Mets in 86. And – uh one of them is going to get it in 2015. So let, let's let's start by talking about the Royals. I think just because they've uh, you know they're they're the newer team in this. We've talked about the Mets a good amount on the podcast before. Um, what do you what do you think are the? Uh, I, I guess I'll frame it this way: uh, the Royals will win the World Series if the Royals will win the World Series if they continue to tear teams' hearts out. Uh, and what I mean by that is. <laughs> Just these crazy rallies they're able to go on, and I, you know, part of that is is luck and situation. But I think another big part of that is just their approach at the plate. I mean, it's a team that doesn't strike out a lot; they make a lot of contact, um, and I think you know you put pressure on a defense that way. I feel like that can lead to, or at least has definitely contributed to a fair amount of of these comebacks we've seen them make. So. I think that's a major key for them is they have to be able to string together hits like they really have all season. So the offense needs to show up. I mean, is that that's probably the simplest way to put it. Yeah, obviously I think both teams, you know, the offense is, is are more of the question marks than the pitching. They both have, have certain strengths in the pitching. I think of the Royals and I think of a team that um, just creates chaos and I'm not talking like Black Friday on on Walmart at Walmart type chaos. I'm you know baseball chaos. I mean they they get out there and they 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 run and they you know catch you off guard and and they we saw it in in the last game where you know the Blue Jays come back and and the Royals immediately come back and manufacture a run and you know they're not a they're not a team that sits around and, and waits for the homer although they've probably hit more home runs than than we think this year um, the postseason's for sure. So I think for them it's it's just kind of keeping you know keeping that chaos out there keeping the keeping the Mets off balance kind of you know keep in mind they're a team that that doesn't play you know the Royals very often the Mets so they don't they don't necessarily know um, you know everything that the, that the Royals do so I think they'll have an advantage there in the idea of trying to keep them keep them off balance and um, you know just kind of surprising them in, in the way they play uh, so I feel like you know they're, they're a team that that gets you off balance that way and then they kind of come in with the with the bullpen and and you know slam you up against the wall and, and cut off your circulation and um i'm turning into like a action flick here but you know what i mean so uh <laughs> but that, i mean that's that's what the world's do and i think that um you know their their main goal is just to keep doing that i mean they play a specific way and if they can you know play their game as cliche as that sounds i mean that's going to be the key well i think you know, neither of us have mentioned Johnny Cueto yet, so um, he's expected to pitch early and often, and he's kind of a big question mark for them. He's only really had 
I don't know, two good starts with the Royals. One was the playoff game, the, the big game five against Houston. And then um, the first one, I think, was a complete game shutout, maybe in his first home start with the Royals. But other than that, he's been not great. So, you know, if they're going to rely on him in two, possibly even three games, I think that's he really has to be back to his Cincinnati form or else this is going to be really difficult for them. I'm in Kansas City right now, and one thing I heard yesterday from the Kansas City folks that um, I hadn't really thought of, but this guy, I think kind of says or sums up their, their belief in Cueto at this point is um, they're, they're talking about how it's very important for him to start the games in Kansas City. I think because they assume, or it sounded like they assume that if he pitches on the road, he's going to melt down. So I, I guess that's just like the... I mean, that's interesting to me to hear like that's what they think of Cueto. I mean, I know that you know obviously there's reason for them to not trust him or not think that you know he's gonna be their main guy leading to the World Series, but um, it certainly seems like it, it could line up that way for them. You know, he'd pitch Game Two and Game Six, which um, you know I mean that's a, it's a good thing when when the Royals announce their uh, announce their starting rotation, which should be today. And by the time you're listening to this, they may have. So go read Big Leagues too. We'll have it on there. So yeah, Cueto, Cueto, I think will be really interesting. Let's uh, let's switch over to the Mets. Um, aside from Daniel Murphy hitting a home run every time he comes to the plate, Chris, what do you think is uh, the Mets will win if? I mean, this is going to sound way too obvious, but it's it's got to be if their young pitchers just keep doing their thing, right? I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't have a particularly intelligent comment on the Mets, uh, you know, I think everyone kind of, kind of knows the strength of the team at this point. I guess, you know, we expect the pitching to be good. So maybe something slightly better or more obscure would be if they can get two or three other hitters going, if, if they take, can get you my answer, man. going, take my answer. Travis Starr, no, some of those guys, because, Aside from Murphy, I feel like an occasional sprinkling of, of Granderson, um, I, I just don't know what they've had offensively lately. Yeah, so I was going to say that, um, one, I think, you know, obviously it'll be interesting to see what happens with Murphy. I, 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 I wouldn't be surprised if he comes out and goes over 4 in game one, you know, just after what he's done and having the week off. Um, I, to me, I, I, look, I think of two guys. You mentioned Granderson, who, uh, you know, I think showed that he can – really kind of get them going in the leadoff position, especially in the, in the Dodger series. Uh, he was he was a big contributor. So I think, uh, you know, if, if we expect some regression out of Daniel Murphy, which, I mean, I, I don't know who doesn't or who would be surprised by that at this point. Uh, I think Granderson's a guy, you know, top of the order who's going to have to help. And, uh, you know, tried and true, man, Cespedes. I think Cespedes is kind of definitely got overshadowed um, in the last series by the Daniel Murphy stuff. And uh, not that he's not contributing, but uh, I, th- I think you know they're at that point where they need kind of that big, um, that big cesspitus boost. And if they can, if they can get their offense going, to me that that's the bigger picture. Um, you know, we've we know them as sort of an up and down offensive team. Obviously, way up since um, the, the kind of the end of the season, and since they got cesspitus and and all the trade deadline moves. So if they can if they can just kind of be that team offensively, I think that I think they have a really good chance here combined with their starting pitching, uh, because you know I think one of the things we saw with the Blue Jays, as as heralded as um, their offense was, 
they never really struck first um, against the Royals. It always seemed like the Blue Jays were it was the third inning and they were already down, you know, two zero or three zero or, or something like that. And um, you know, you, when you're playing the Royals, I mean, that's exactly the situation you don't want to be in because the bullpen's looming and they're just gonna kill you. Um, so the Mets, you know, if, if they can if they can score early, if some of those guys can, if Cespedes can, you know, hit a home run, even if it's a solo home run in the first inning, you know, to give them a little bit of lead, those are the things that I think are going to be really important for the Mets. Yeah, I agree with you, and I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher the stat here, but I'm pretty sure I saw something that basically said the Royals are one of the best hitting teams on fastballs 95 miles an hour or higher in the zone. Um, so I feel like that's somewhat of a significant advantage against the Mets because, you know, all of their starters pretty yeah. much throw 95-mile-an-hour fastballs. Um, so, again, I just think it speaks to the Royals' approach and just that ability to make contact and put the bat on, you know, hard fastball. Look at you busting it's, out, like, numbers and stuff. I know. I'm t- well, I'm trying. All I got was that but, I saw Curtis Granderson yesterday eating barbecue. That's That's my insight, so... There you go. And you asked him, asked asked him for some keys to the series. You were like, <laughs> no, Curtis. No. I, and he, then he told you he was hitting three home runs in game one, right? Yeah, I did. I was like, I was like, what are you guys feeding Daniel Murphy, man? He's like, burnt ends. And I was like, no. <laughs> no, that didn't happen. But he did, uh, I, I thanked him again for coming on the stew pod, which if you want to go back and listen to the stew pods, go listen to that one. But uh, I, my only my only journalistic endeavor there was I asked him about his hand because he has his cast on and it kind of freaked people out on Twitter because he's a cast on, but he says he's fine. Nothing to worry about. So. Well, there you go. You did yeah. some reporting. Yeah, and we I will say this though, man, the Kansas City barbecue. I'm only I'm, I've only been to one of the Kansas City barbecue places, and I went 12 hours later, and I think I still got the itis like today this morning, you know. <laughs> so I guess I would say I would I would be I think a key to the series might be not getting the itis if you're a player eating Kansas City barbecue, which is probably smart yeah. for Curtis Granderson to go like on Sunday night as opposed to, you know, Monday night when they gotta play a game the next day. Right. These are these That's are good insights analysis. from my cause. You can only get that in Kansas City. That type of analysis right there. <laughs> That's why I'm here, folks, on the scene talking about the itis and Kansas City barbecue. Love it. Yeah. I will plug uh I'm I'm doing a uh I'm going to do like a daily journal from Kansas City where I talk about some of the sights and sounds. And I think there might be a strong barbecue component in this in this daily journal, so you can watch for that on Big Lakes oh, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think I, I think I kind of have to, man. I think it's like a requisite. And then I go to New York, I figure it has to be pizza, right? I mean, probably. Know, I'm not going to write about New York barbecue, I'll tell you that. Um, cheesecake. Nah. Right? On, man. New York cheesecake, that's a thing. Is it? Bagels? I think so, but... You should definitely do pizza, probably. Yeah, pizza. But anyways, you guys can watch for watch for that on Big Leagues too. Um, I think we we got sidetracked there. We're supposed to make our prediction. We got into the part of the yeah. show where we where we just banter about nonsense, um, but we didn't do our predictions. So, Chris, uh, we've we've kind of laid out the case for each team. Uh, I I think either way, this is going to be a really close series. Uh, really good games. Uh, two two teams obviously that are play very differently, but I think you know as a whole pretty evenly matched. Um, where are you leaning? I think that the Kansas City Royals are going to win the World Series in seven games. Oh. Going to have some redemption from last year. That would be at home. People would freak out. 
people here people here are super excited about the Royals, obviously. You probably would assume. So they would love it. I'm gonna be the uh the the humbug on those Royals people and Chris, as I said in our last podcast, you know, I thought the the Mets are gonna win regardless of, of who they play next. Um I think at this point we've learned in the past few years that starting pitching is paramount. Um yeah, I look at it, and I look at all the different components out there for each team. Give me the team with the, with the really good starters, and um, I think you know that that's the Mets. They don't have you know Johnny Cueto questions. They don't have Edison Bolquez out there. They don't have your Donovan Ventura. You know whatever might happen to him. I mean, it's Harvey Degrom and Syndergaard, and and I don't know. I just I, I look at it and say, give me the pitchers. Mets in six. There you go. We disagree. I love it. <laughs> not not planned either. We didn't. We, that's not a manufactured disagreement. Like we actually do. We actually do disagree. So yes. But I think. But, but I, I, I agree with you. I mean, I think it's going to be tight. This is. These teams are, I think, really close talent wise. Yeah. Yeah. No. I think. And it's, I think we're going to see, just especially based on the way the Royals have been playing lately. I think we're going to see those games that are kind of gut wrenching and and or one inning. You know, decides the whole thing. One mistake, one one great hit, um, which is a lot of fun. You know, baseball baseball in the postseason, uh, when it's a when it's a three two game, two one game, whatever it is. I mean, it's just uh, you're hanging on every pitch. Uh, it's a uh, so so tense. I think it's great to watch, and I think uh, we're gonna get that kind of World Series. Yeah, I'm definitely with you. I uh, let me tell a quick story real fast. Do here. it, man. So I'm in Philadelphia for a wedding, uh, friends of for the other for the other half of the World Series, right? The, the Royals Phillies World Series. Exactly, <laughs> and uh, actually, so the wedding we went to the entire groom's family. They're huge Mets fans. Like they grew up in New Jersey, um, and there was some uh, there's some Go Mets stuff at the ceremony, even, and during the actual. Um, reception, and I did not get to talk Mets with anybody, so I, I was pretty disappointed about the whole thing. Well, you would have just told them that you think the Royals are going to win, and then they would have they would have been mad. Probably so what happened, I, well, Chris, yeah. was they listened to the last podcast where you talked about how you thought that the Mets were not necessarily going to win, and I said that the Mets were going to win, so they were hoping I would be there so they could talk to me. Right. Because you... I, I, yeah. I definitely that was in the back of my mind. If uh, if anyone asked, and I was like, "Well, probably going to pick the Royals." Well, I was I was hanging out with my um, my aunt has family here in Kansas City, and so I was hanging out with them yesterday, and they're Royals fans, and so we're talking about the series and everything. And of course, we talked about it for a while until they asked me who I thought was going to win, and <laughs> I had to I had to drop the well, kind of like the Mets and. They didn't. Yeah. They didn't just leave right on the spot, so that was good. But they stopped talking to you. They're like, "Yeah, get out of here." Yeah. You're you. We don't. We're, you're not actually related to us, kid. Go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think we're done. We'll uh, be back with more stew pot at some point this week. I'm sure baseball is crazy, so we'll have many more things for you to read and listen to on Big League Stew. And of course, uh, check out the. Other Yahoo Sports podcasts, you can go to yahoosportspodcast.tumblr.com and check out Grandstanding and, and uh, What's Little 40, Dr. Saturday. There's a few others. So uh, go check those out. And, of course, thanks for thanks for listening to me and Chris here on the Stew Pod.
This is the, that's the point where you're supposed to say something, Chris. You're supposed to say like, "Yeah, everybody, see you later. Bye." Oh, right. Bye, everybody. <laughs>